You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With the end of the regular season approaching and playoffs right around the corner, 15 NHL teams will be looking to the future with the NHL Draft Lottery. And to celebrate, the Hockey Podcast Network has partnered with Tankathon.com and CoolHockey.com to bring you the Hockey Podcast Network NHL Draft Lottery Contest. The winner of the contest will win a $200 gift card to CoolHockey.com, the Internet's best source for ordering and customizing NHL officially licensed jerseys. So here's how you play. Visit tankathon.com slash NHL and click Sim Lottery to create a 15-team simulation. You can run the simulator as many times as you like until you get the result that you think will best match the NHL's official draft lottery. Take a screenshot of your simulation and post it to the comments section of the Hockey Podcast Network's contest tweet on their official Twitter account, at HockeyPodNet. Then, make sure to tag a friend and retweet the post. You must follow at Tankathon, at Cool Hockey and at HockeyPodNet on Twitter to be eligible for entry. All entries must be submitted by April 4th at 11.59 Eastern. The winner of the $200 Cool Hockey gift card will be announced on Twitter following the NHL's official draft lottery. All contest information can be found at HockeyPodNet on Twitter. So what are you waiting for? Visit tankathon.com slash NHL right now and keep simulating until you get the result that you think will best win you your CoolHockey.com gift card. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is episode 53 of the Broadway Boys podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back in week a million in the quarantine era of our season. And in the real world, in some distant uh, galaxy where the New York Rangers uh, finished their season against the Chicago Blackhawks, they made the playoffs, they clinched, and they're about to go on a playoff run uh, for the ages. fulfilling season where our boys were the underdogs all season long and stepped up to the plate and made the playoffs that's happening in some distant galaxy but not this one unfortunately um right now we're just you know going week by week trying to come up with some content for all the listeners and i think we got a cool one today and hopefully in the future we'll have some guests on but you know most importantly andy how you doing uh how's your health and are you staying safe 
Uh, I'm doing all right. I'm a little hungover today uh, to in an attempt to keep things fresh and not feel like every day is exactly the same, as uh, Trent Reznor uh, once famously put it. Uh, my wife and I held a t- gaming tournament yesterday called the Champion of Champions, where we had events all day scattered throughout the day, board games. We played Uno and Twister, you know, where you're uh, trying to touch hands and feet to colors and Jenga and uh we played the newlywed game and war and there was drinking all throughout and then finally in the end uh, i'm embarrassed to say i did not emerge on top my wife was indeed the first inaugural uh champion of champions but it was a lot of fun it was a great way to kind of break the monotony of what's been going on in our everyday lives so we'll probably definitely try to do more stuff like that in the future uh but yeah, like I said, a little hungover today, but uh, it's nice. It actually makes today feel more like a proper Sunday, you know, nursing a hangover from the night before than uh, as weird as that sounds, you know, compared to where every day just kind of like another day, you know, with with uh, four square walls, you know, so. Yeah, no, it's tough, you know, and you look at, you know, other people on social media and they have backyards and, and back porches to sit on and just, you know, they, they're able to soak up the sun, but you and I live in the uh you know living the city life it's it's tough it really is kind of tough and no it is you just feel trapped sometimes and you know i i'm starting to get to it i mean i feel i'm like exhausted doing absolutely nothing i mean you can probably hear it in my voice and you're like you know i'm i've gotten the most sleep i've ever gotten in my entire life uh <laughs> I, I i don't have pretty much anything to do um uh i downloaded animal crossing uh, i know we discussed oh, nice. that uh you know pretty much on our last day of work and yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much where I'm at right now in my life. Uh, yeah, it's tough. It's exhausting doing absolutely <laughs> nothing. So, um, it was the highlight of my day was probably watching your Instagram feed. So if there's any listeners that don't follow Andy and want to, you know, get a recap of what happened, it was, it was wild. It was, you know, ups and downs at one point you were down then tied and going into, and then you left the people hanging, uh, and I found out who won this morning and, you know, it's unfortunate that I'm not talking to a champion today, but yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. Disappointing for sure. We didn't finish our last game. I think we, we started playing war at like nine o'clock and I don't think we finished until near midnight. Uh, Cause I forgot how hard it is to win at war. Cause it's just like a game of random chance, but um, yeah, uh, it doesn't feel great to come in second place, but, you know, if uh, anyone wants to, I think it's still up on my story. I don't know how much longer it'll be. You know, by the, I'm not even gonna give out my Instagram. No, right no, no. Don't, by the don't time it's because by the time it, it came out, it, it would be gone. But um, yeah, it was the yeah, it was just fun. Like I said, a way to break up the day. Um, also, another throughout the day, they were re-airing the Rangers uh, uh, Eastern Conference Final Series against Montreal in 2014 mm-hmm. on TV, television all day, which was so I caught a little bit of that. You know, in between breaks and stuff and yeah I, it was funny because watching them it kind of brings you back a little bit and you know my ob- the observations just really quickly were wow this that team had a lot of at least in that round they didn't have a lot of skill but they sure did have a lot of awareness and poise uh very timely mcdonough young I guess young relatively but mcdonough in his prime it looked way too easy for him he was just everywhere always in the right position no you know just man he's so good he were you know he's still a good player but you know he's getting up there he's got road miles but yeah it's just funny there's infinitely more skill on this current iteration of the rangers right now but at the same time 
you just saw that the defensive awareness from almost everyone on the ice uh, during that series was at least from the Rangers end was pretty good. So, yeah, it, I mean, that series was one of the funnest ones uh, that I, I certainly remember. I mean, just the way we, you know, manhandled them and, and, you know, I, it was a little nervous because I thought the Montreal Canadians were kind of like the New York Rangers in a sense where they were, you know, uh, strong goaltending. And I thought, you know, our offense would struggle against, you know, price and everything. And then, you know, obviously, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, we know all know what happened. So, you know, the Rangers were able to take, uh, take care of business there. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, we got a little bit, a couple things to address, uh, in NHL news. And then I think this episode we're going to give basically, Andy and I are going to give our top five uh, destinations if we were to, you know, head to another team and give, you know, the line mates that we would ideally want heading into that city. So, um, uh, Andy, do, uh, do you want to start off with uh, with some news? Yeah. So just right off the top. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, I'm sure most people have heard by now that the other day the Rangers conducted an online Q&A over Zoom, uh, which is a VOIP program. Uh, with Keandre Miller, uh, their defensive prospect who just signed his entry-level contract. Um, and during the, uh, that Q&A, you know, a, uh, a currently unnamed individual went on and just uh, spammed and bombarded the chat with, uh, you know, a racial slur towards Keandre, just making it so A, other people couldn't type their questions, and B, it's all was popping up. So. Uh, shortly after that or i think a few hours after that i think it was clear that the rangers had immediately were talking to keandre and the nhl and they put out both the rangers and the nhl put out a joint statement uh in a nutshell saying how you know obviously they find the actions vile and irreprehensible and they fully support keandre on this back and that they're looking into the matter and then i think john shannon tweeted out either in the late later hours or early yesterday morning uh uh, that the FBI was involved. So it seems that steps are being taken, which is good. I mean, n- you know, the things not really much to be said here, except that obviously what that person did uh, was absolutely disgusting. You know, the person's a coward wouldn't, you know, would say that to someone's face, just trying to, yeah, just, just trolling. And at the same time, it's like it's a very important that fans right now let Keandre know that they support him and they have his back and there's corner. I know uh, a few Rangers, uh, Truba, Strom, and D'Angelo all tweeted out, you know, their support for Keandre and how they, you know, similar statements. You know, they it was disgusting, had no no place anywhere, and that they support him. Happy to have him as teammate. Can't wait to share the ice with him. So yeah, so just anyone listening. Um, if you obviously want to send your support and well wishes to Keandre, I'm sure uh, he, I will. I, I imagine he it would, he'd find it comforting and it, it's important. So just that he knows that you know that you know not let one uh, rogue just like I said disgusting voice uh, really get him down because we are so excited to see him on Broadway. He's a you know from all accounts he's not only a, an amazing you know really good player but he's like a very high character young man and yeah uh we better there can't be a better time to support him than right now especially when given the the current circumstances with uh, everything that's going on so yeah uh that person's a fucking disgusting troll and fuck them forever i hope the fbi finds him and 
doxes the shit out of him. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. But uh, anyway, that's unfortunately, that was the negative news. But we also have some positive news. Uh, Artemi Panarin, uh, I believe he was able to, and I don't know how, but he personally purchased and delivered, I believe it was like something around 1,500 more medical masks uh, and delivered them to the New York hospital for uh, special surgery. Um, personally, in his pickup truck, he, there was the pictures and everything. Uh, so, you know, it's nice to see that not only does Artemi enjoy uh, living and playing in New York, but he wants to do his part and support and uh, especially in such a tough time. And, you know, New York hospitals are absolutely overwrought and overrun. So it's just really nice to see that. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's doing his part to p- pitch in. Uh, yeah, I got a few things here. Number yeah, sure. one, just so it doesn't seem like I'm not saying anything about the Keandre thing. Obviously, you said it perfectly. Fuck that guy. I hope they expose him for what he is. And uh, I hope, you know, the the majority and millions and millions of, uh, you know, New York Ranger fans that are on Twitter, you know, just that bombard that guy and attack him that he never goes on social media ever again. Number two is I'm not sure how I feel about Panarin delivering anything in New York City right now. Um, can he just stay in Connecticut or you know, wherever his house is and just stay there? I mean, I, I know it's a little, little, maybe a little insensitive, but I, I don't want Panarin going out and delivering. I, I'll, yeah. I'll go make the pickup from his house and bring it, bring it into the city. I don't need yeah. Panarin going in by himself or just no. in, in general. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't, from the, from the pictures, it looks like he had his, his uh, truck loaded up and he, he was, it was parked. The picture I saw, he was parked outside in like the, the, the front pull up lobby area. So who knows? Maybe some, someone came out who was, uh, mask and hopefully it was a a very he left a curbside or it was a to be sterilized eventually by the hospital and it was a a easy change of hands i don't know but i i I definitely understand what you're saying and uh also you know i don't know what kind of bakeries there are or anything like that but you know that now's the now's the time to really uh step up and he should be delivering like some sort of type of bread to the hospitals because, you know, a lot of people, you know, and this goes for anyone, you know, donating meals to the nurses and doctors and stuff like that, that don't have the time to obviously go run out and grab some, grab a bite to eat. You know, they're basically living off of uh, whatever the hospital can provide them. And, you know, the easiest way to do is uh, just have food dropped off there. And, you know, I think it would have been, you know, pretty cool. Uh, if, you know, if you're a bakery out there, or you know, someone that is, you know, now's the time to call up Panarin. And, you know, have him deliver, you know, uh, bread on his behalf. Yeah. Help the bread man deliver. Bread man will always deliver. And uh, that's, that's what true. we know from the season. All right. Um, you want to get into it? Yeah. Let's, uh, you know, again, uh, we have to do our shopkeeping up top. But especially in this time, James and I, and as well as our fellow hosts on uh, the Hockey Podcast Network, know that in terms, it's always fun to use these podcasts as a way to kind of yeah just kind of free your mind mentally from the circumstance sometimes so yeah i th- thought it'd be fun for james and i we're gonna also i i got one top. more one more thing to address oh yeah sure go ahead i sent out a tweet the other day like midweek and it was because i was going through you know hockey twitter and stuff like that it was shocking to me the amount of people that like are just waiting for the summer season to pick right back up 
I, I just want people to know that the season's not going to happen. And I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer, but I don't know where this hopefulness is coming from. I don't know if it's people living in cities that haven't been hit yet, but what's happening in New York is insane. And if you think that the city's going to allow any sort of professional sports to be played this summer, and you're crazy. It's just, it's not going to happen. The the city, once this is over, it's going to need time to heal, and they're going to be opening things up one at a time. And one of those things certainly I don't think will be professional sports. With that being said, I saw on the news, I think yesterday, that Calgary, the arena is shut down for the remainder of the summer. So yeah, these teams are going to have to find random rinks to play at. If you think that this is like going to happen, it's not. The season's canceled. Let's focus on getting some sort of draft. Hopefully they can do it remotely. I don't see why they wouldn't be able to. And second, let's just hope that our season starts in October next year and doesn't get pushed back to, you know, November, December, because, you know, right now what's happening in New York is, you know, it's just overwhelming. And to even think about professional sports and when it's going to start up again, is just, it's crazy to me. So those are my thoughts. No, absolutely. Because like you said, you have, uh, I know the, the president had a conference call with the, uh, which Gary Bettman was on uh, with other um, commissioners of the major uh, sporting, you know, uh, Dana White, Vince McMahon, uh, Roger Goodell, uh, Adam Silver. Um, and, you know, and I think he expressed to them that his hope was to get, have these, yeah, leagues resume sometime by the end of the summer. But again, that's extremely there's so much more to it than that. And, you know, that's just, it's, unfortunately, that seems, this, that might, to me, it kind of seemed more of like a hopeful, I don't want to say PR, but it kind of, you know, it was just kind of more of a. But is it like necessary on, to, uh, to crown a champion? Like, is it really that necessary to finish the season? Not, if it costs, like, think about if it, it. Can, if it can cost the life of one person, then absolutely not. It is not. So, you know. No. But right. again, this is, yeah, like, I think it's uh, just when people are going to soon realize how uh, unlikely that is. But yeah. Yeah. But all right. So, um, all right, let's let's jump right into it. Uh, do you want to go first or second? I'll go second. You can go first. Should we snake it? A snake draft? Hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, sure. We could do that. All right. I'll go first then. I'll go first. All right. My first pick where I would want to go would be uh, to the Dallas Stars. And yes, and I would be playing. um, Obviously, I'd I'd play the right wing with a line with Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan. That would be my dream spot, I think, in the NHL right now. Um, I just think, you know, the Dallas Stars have such a cool team. You know, obviously, they've. Corey Perry must be uh I would love to just be on the ice with that guy. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Or just so you know in the locker room and you know, be on the bench when he's out there just to see what kind of shit that guy stirs. Um, you know, obviously Jamie Ben is, you know, he's he's Jamie Ben. Tyler Sagan is one of the big swinging dicks of the league. Uh to be on his line would be unbelievable. And then you got guys like that brought in, you know, Joe Pavelski, you know, just you know guys that have been there that are rock stars in the NHL. I just think the whole team is, is an awesome team. 
Uh, they got some young stars. They got some old veterans that are, you know, obviously big swinging dicks in, around the league. And, you know, I would have loved to see this team in the playoffs this year. And I think they would have, you know, had some good success. So Dallas Stars is my first pick. Nice. Um, I'm going to have to go with, I would want to go to the Tampa Bay Lightning. And I'd want to play probably, you know, I think I'd play on a line with Braden Point and uh, Blake Coleman because I feel like that line uh, I would produce, but not to the point that when I was up as a free agent, they wouldn't say, oh, you play with Kucherov and Stamkos or whoever, you know, this happens to be, uh, or even if they put like, I guess Sorelli has played 1C for them a bit too, but. Yeah, I just, it would, I think that line could do a lot of damage or me, I wouldn't have to do much work. And I'd also, uh, my next contract, I'd get absolutely paid and they wouldn't try to be like in arbitration fighting the fact that all my production was because I played on a line with Kucherov. Although that could be fun too, because he just kind of plays hockey in his sleep. That's how good he is. But um, yeah, and I mean, obviously, uh, no state tax, uh, amazing. Uh, getting to live on the beach in a private community uh, with beautiful weather. Um, yeah, sign me up for that. I I would love that. Yeah, that's a great spot. Uh, definitely on my list. But um, uh, do you, so are we are we doing the snake or are we just going every other? Yeah, let's just go every other. All right, all right, we'll go every other. Uh, my next uh spot would be the Colorado Avalanche. I think this is almost self-explanatory. I mean, who oh, would yeah. who would not want to be on a you know have Nathan McKinnon as the center? I would probably put him as the best center right now in the National Hockey League, just overall skilled, you know, obviously one of the giftest, one of the most gifted players to ever play the game. Just every single night, just he takes over and he shifts. It's like a men's league out there for him. Uh, I'd be playing the left wing, and obviously I would want Miko Rantanen. Uh, you know, I kind of fell in love with Rantanen a couple of years ago when I had him on my uh, fantasy team, and he he wasn't even drafted. I had him actually as a free agent in an eight team league. So, you know, I picked him up and got the news that he was going to be playing with McKinnon and Holy shit. He was, <laughs> I think he was almost, he was better than McKinnon that year. The amount of assists that he had, it was crazy. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we'd be getting a ton of points. I probably have a hall of fame career, even with my current talent, talent level playing with McKinnon. So, uh yeah i mean colorado is such a fun place right now to play in again another team that i would love to see in the playoffs to see what they they had as, as they make their progression you know obviously they you know at guys with cal mccarr and you saw him last year and what you know how cool this team was in the playoffs so um yeah this is definitely a team that uh is gonna have some great years from you know from now and probably the next 10 years probably could be meeting the new york rangers in the stanley cup sometime in the near future so uh, yeah, Colorado Avalanche. Nice. Um, so I don't know if this is going to be a surprising take, but for me, uh, I would another team I would love to go to as a free agent would be the Vancouver Canucks. Oh, you son uh, of a... Vancouver is absolutely... I, I knew it. Ugh. Vancouver is absolutely beautiful. Uh, you know, there's a lot of, unfortunately, uh, no offense to our lovely neighbors in the north, but there's a lot of those spots right now be it weather related or just how they are uh, in their development curve, I wouldn't want to go to. But with Vancouver, a um, bit of an up and down year for them this year, but they look like they're finally poised to do some damage. Uh, 
I would absolutely love to play with Elias Pettersson and JT Miller right now, just because you look at the season Miller had kind of a, a coming out party for him. And Pettersson is just so much fun uh, to watch. And I imagine it'd be fun to play with because it's just, he's, yeah, he's just, he, I, Pavel Datsuk is one of my favorite players of all time. And I don't think I've ever seen someone else who reminds me of him as much as Elias Pettersson does. Uh, so yeah, just to see the skill and obviously Miller's just like such a well-rounded good player. Uh, and yeah, it's beautiful, uh, in Vancouver. Uh, I'm sure our, our, uh, our lovely, uh, bosses, uh, Dylan and Nisha from the hockey podcast network love to hear that here is pump Vancouver's tires, but yeah. Um, and yeah, and you have a, you know, with, with Quinn Hughes, you have an up and coming, you know, future potential Norris winner, you know, a guy who absolutely had an amazing, uh, yeah, I guess it's technically his D1 season because he only played a cup of coffee at the end of the last year. But, you know, what a, what a great season for him. Uh, you know, probably, you know, if things were going the way you're going, probably would have won the, uh, between him and Makar would have been tight, but you could probably would have won the heart. Uh, I'm sorry, not the heart, the uh, Calder Memorial, not the Calder Memorial. Jesus, I'm sorry. I'm hung over. The Calder trophy is the most promising rookie in the NHL. So yeah, I'd want to be in beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia. Well, that's great. Cause I, I would join you and I'd play, <laughs> I'd play with Quinn Hughes on defense. So uh, we'd have oh, nice. a hell, hell of a time in Vancouver. Uh, definitely yeah. a dream you, city you, that I want to go visit. Yeah, What's Quinn, that? just go, man. I got it back here. Yeah, I'll just, just go, I wouldn't even go past our own blue line. I would just let them go. Um, yeah. All right. Vancouver's out. Unbelievable. Uh, this one's going to be probably a little bit of a shock. Um, and it's just, I don't know. I, 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 always, thought, I always thought Arizona was going to grow into uh, a hockey state. And my pick is the Arizona Coyotes. Um. You know, I think Austin Matthews will help grow the game there a little bit. And I hope <laughs> yeah. that the, I don't want Toronto to win the Stanley Cup because obviously I don't, you know, as a Ranger fan, I don't want another original six team winning. And, but I do think though, if he ever gets a cup in Toronto, he might go back home to Arizona. And I think that would be really cool and really uh, grow the game there. But, you know, right now, I guess uh, there's something to say about playing in Arizona and the nice weather all the time. And, you know, again, I've never been down there, but I've, everyone who has always said it's unbelievable. And I think it would just be a really fun experience. It'd be no pressure to do well. So I wouldn't even have to, even if I got, you know, three points, it is what it is. Um, always wanted to play with K- uh, Clayton Keller. Uh, I probably have to play, you know what? I'm going to give myself, you know what? I'm going to give myself, uh let's see no i'll pl- all right i'll play the i'll play the uh i'll play the left wing i'll play with keller and i'll make dvorak my center um and go from there also would love to play power play with phil kessel just feeding him you know biscuits all day uh yeah i mean again i don't know how you're you how you feel about the smaller markets but i think there is something to say and they have their spot in my heart where there's no oh, pressure no. the weather's nice and I don't know. I just feel like I wish people down in Arizona were more, you know, interested in hockey because it's just such a cool spot. And I don't know. I just like the Arizona Coyotes a lot. Uh, no, I mean, I, I too have a similar soft spot. You know, I think for me, if I was a potential free agent, obviously there's some smaller markets that are undesirable based on either where they are at in terms of contending 
uh, or at the same time, it's like you have to live there. So in terms of stuff to do, if you were going to live there, but Arizona is absolutely beautiful. There's plenty of stuff to do. Uh, If you love golf, it's a great place, you know, pretty much dry. uh, I hate humidity. So nice dry weather. uh, And yeah, so I mean. And I, I do think, you know, I do remember a few years ago with uh, when they faced, uh, yeah, I think that, what they've only been, how many playoff, well, no, they went to, they've had maybe two playoff runs in the last however many years. Um, one, which they went to the Western Conference Final against the Kings, right? Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, and you saw they, they'd have the whiteout in the desert type thing, which was pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, I think, I think it's one of those things that if they're successful, they can start getting fans there. Cause you know, you even look at what, uh, Caroline has been able to do in the last few seasons since, uh, being on the upswing and it's definitely, there's more of a buzz than something going on there. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think even, I'd say, I'd argue Arizona is even better poised to, uh, if they can be successful with sustainable, you know, for more than just one, an outlier season here or there that they can actually build some more. Yeah, because I mean, honestly, I'm trying to think of. Well, they've been the on the time. They've been on the talks of like being moved, you know, you know, possibly going yeah. to maybe another team in Toronto and stuff like that, or Quebec, uh, yeah. you know, Omaha, even. And obviously, now Seattle is getting a team, but you know, if I would be really kind of disappointed if Arizona were to were to you know pick up and leave. Yeah, I think I think they'll they'll stick it out, but um. You know, it's funny. I didn't even consider that, but I think not to, if I, if, I don't know if you're done yet, but I think no, I'm after done. you mentioned that, I want to go to Seattle. Do I, can I say that? I guess so. Yeah, they are a team. Uh, yeah, I'd want to go to Seattle. I mean, I think one thing, uh, seeing how it worked out for the Golden Knights in their inaugural season, uh, it shows you that it's possible you don't necessarily have to come in and be horrendous like the Columbus Blue Jackets were for, you know, however long or some of those other expansion teams, but. Um, yeah, you know, it's funny. I do wonder if this is just besides our, our exercise, I do wonder with them coming in and how, uh, immediately successful. I think a lot of teams are going to approach their, this expansion draft different than how they, they thought, you know, a lot of them gave up. It seemed a lot of players, the assets they gave up to make sure that teams didn't select this guy ended up being better than the guy they kept. So who knows? Maybe they'll just be like, this is who we're, we're sticking with and just take who you want. We're not giving up assets. You know what I mean? But who knows? Um, but yeah, no, honestly, I think it is fun getting to be try to establish like an identity for a franchise. You know, I thought it would take uh, Vegas a lot longer to just come in and be more of a uh, I don't know, have more of a, a identity and a presence. But I mean, you look at them now and they're still one of the be- the better teams in the West. You know, you can argue on some days they're the best team. Uh, and now between, you know, they didn't approach it how I thought they would, but, you know, they have some good players there. Uh, so I, you'd imagine that wh- whoever goes to Seattle, whether it's you get the, you'll probably get like an aging veteran who wants to show he's got more to prove and he's got a little left in the tank. And yeah, I think it'd be a fun mix of that and like kind of cast off players and you get to rally bound that and say, this is our, you know, you don't know who we are, but like, this is who we are and we're going to play hard. And yeah, I think it'd be a lot of fun. And as, as for who my line mates might be, um, uh, let's see, maybe oh, this is like, guys. yeah, this is like, I, 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 I'm trying to think wild. of who wouldn't get. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think. So let's say if it's the extension address, the next is next summer. Right. So, um, yes, for 
<laughs> Jesper Foss and Brandon. I'll play center between Brandon Sod and Jesper Foss. How about that? That's probably what's going to end up happening, right? Like those two type of guys, right? <laughs> exactly. Those are exactly the two type of guys. Those are, are exactly the type of guys that are going to go over there. And and you know what? Yeah, I could see. Yeah, but that's the thing is that some guys like I could see a guy like Jesper Foss going there and having a bigger role, even though he's a bit getting a bit older now, but. And, you know, not that he, I'm saying, I'm going to say he's flourished, but it's like, you know, you're going to see a lot of guys that were maybe were viewed one way and that when they get their reins taken off a little bit or they're asked to take on more responsibility, they'll probably rise to the occasion. So, yeah. And also Seattle, like, again, I love the Pacific Northwest music scene. You know, it's all cool. All good with me. So I'd want to go there. All that grunge music. You know, I wonder if that's where Terrell Hall will always end up. Like maybe he was always meant to be a Seattle Kraken. Mm. Also, yeah. what happened with that? Is it I, I, Michael K yeah. announced that it's a hundred percent the Kraken, and then all of a sudden they took it back and they said, "Well, we never had a name." And it just seems weird that Michael well, K. See, I, well, I think the thing was that it was. I think the the prevailing wisdom right now is that that was a a, a way to gauge what the reaction would be if that was the name. Oh my God! Do so, they realize that any name they threw out there, Twitter, the trolls would just. No, I know, I know, but listen. Call them the Kraken, like give people fans. They're like, gonna be called the crackheads, like yeah, crackheads, and give them and give them those, give them like heads that have like a bunch of tentacles coming off of it, like come, yeah. on, it like writes itself, like it's not hard, you know what I mean? You could call it the crack house if you want, the, the arena, you know? Like, yeah, like I mean, it's so, it's yeah. so like come on, there's, there's just so many cool to, things. Yeah, there's so many cool things. You got to make it a show. You got to make it like Vegas. Otherwise, you can't just be. You're never going to be, you know, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like, you're just never going to be them. So you have to make it fun. You have to make it interesting. And that's what Vegas did. They made it a show. And I know, like, it fits with the Vegas theme, but the Kraken are going to have to embrace, uh, you know, the Seattle. They're going to have to well, they're give owned their fans by, an identity. They're owned by Jerry Bruckheimer. So you know their production budget's going to be on point. Yeah, like, true. you're going to have big-name a-list actors like appearing in their like pre-game uh, pump up videos and stuff so that's right calling a lot of favors who knows maybe michael bay will set off pyro or something it'll be cool <laughs> all right um god i don't want to pick vegas but they were like on on my list and i thought you would have taken pick them. them yeah no i, I know I, they're not on my list so you can take them i know well you know what's crazy this list i didn't i was disgusted i didn't want to pick any eastern conference team i felt like safer picking western conference teams because i'm like then i, I mean i understand the rangers uh yeah you know what fuck it i'm picking them the vegas knights obviously how fun would it be to be i you know it's funny i went back and forth for a while on this team but then i'm like you know what this they had to do this they had to be this way they had to embrace you know the the show the show uh the big show of vegas and the, the bright lights and you know, just the chaos that goes down there and the party scene. And you know what? I, I, if I'm a young kid, I think this would be an absolute blast to play there. Uh, just stay focused oh, yeah. on playing the game and let the, you know, the nightlife and, and stuff like that happen, you know, after the season's done. Could you imagine bringing a Stanley Cup to Las Vegas? It would be unbelievable. Uh, I mean, yeah, ride, riding down the strip after winning the, uh, uh, the Stanley Cup, like, would, and bringing it into, like, Imagine like the entire team jumping into that the the pond at like the Mirage or whatever with the Stanley Cup. Like that's dope. Like <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's it'd awesome. be un yeah. unreal. Uh as far as my line mates, um, 
I went back and forth with this. Obviously, Mark Stone's a, a great player, but I don't think I really want to play with him. I, I'm going to choose, certainly not Riley Smith because it's too close to Brendan Smith. I'm going to pick, uh, I want to center Ryan Reeves on my right and Max Pacioretty on my left and just have oh. a bruising line, uh, get Max the puck, let, you know, let him do his thing. And, uh, I, I, you know, I'd be that roaming center, you know, cause I always felt yeah. like I was a mix between those two players. <laughs> I have the, t- I have the toughness of Reeves and the skill and, you know, and the playmaking ability of Max Pacioretty. So there you, there you go. You gotta, you gotta play it like you see it. Um, and, and Max also, I played, you know, in prep school the same time he did. I don't know where this kid came from. All I know is that he took steroids. I'm not going to put him on blast, but that was a rumor going around that he took steroids. And obviously, I mean, it worked out for him. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I applaud, I applaud your, uh, your, your commitment to staying natty, James, but you know, who knows? Just saying, just saying, maybe hindsight 2020. But yeah, anyway, I, if you know what, I'm not saying I wouldn't have done the same thing. If I knew I could have a career like uh Pacioretty, I, I would have been, you know, sitting on needles. If you know what I mean? But. Yeah. All right. Um, my next top free agent destination. I'm going to say I'd want to play for the Chicago Blackhawks, an original six franchise in an awesome city. And I would just want to play, uh, yeah, I just want to play center between whoever they want and Patrick Kane. I don't care whoever the other guy is. I just want to play with Patrick Kane. I just want to see what it's like. I just want to experience it. Like, I want to see, uh, I want to see those hands up, up close every night. Um, you know, I'll just put up points doing nothing. Like, I'll just go to the net. I'll stand next to it. He'll, like, deflect. I'll, like, yeah, I'll, I'll like, just jump, like, I'll try to tip pucks. I'll set screens. I'll just let him pick corners and just deke the pants off everyone. And yeah, I just want to see the showtime up, up uh, close and personal. I mean, you know, I think it was tough because I know that the Blackhawks are kind of caught in a weird no man's land right now as like their old core is like getting older. And then um, their, their young guys aren't really ready or primed yet. You know, they're, they're kind of, yeah, they're they're looking for that next uh, that next wave to kind of step up, and they're not. It's obviously you know the Stroms and uh, the DeBrinkets aren't like, although they're very good players, they're just not ready to do that yet. So yeah, but I definitely would want to play uh, alongside. Hell, you know what? Put put Taze in the middle just to, and Kane on the right, just so because I think those two work well together, and Taze is pretty defensively responsible. So if I make a boneheaded play or something, he can bail me out, and then I can just watch Kane go to work. So. Yeah, I th- and Chicago is awesome. I absolutely love it. Beautiful city, original six franchise. What more could you want? So yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, Chicago was on my list. I have now crossed that off. So um, my last one, and this is really difficult because I have a bunch up here that I put down, and now I don't know which where I want to go. And the team I'm gonna pick. I have three right now that I narrowed it down to. I'll give you the two that I didn't pick. It's going to be the Los Angeles Kings, only because they don't really have any players that are really desiring to play with. So yeah, the Kings are off my list. But I would think it would be really fun to play in Hollywood. I really do. I think it would be interesting to be a celebrity there that you're not really a celebrity. You know, 
So uh, I think that would be interesting. And then uh, I just can't pick them. I mean, obviously, the you know Boston, I'll just leave that be. I have a question to ask you. How's your sock game? Are you wearing the same basic socks day in and day out? Are you showing your feet the same amount of style and attention you show your pants and jackets? Well, you're in luck, because I am proud to announce the Hockey Podcast Network Ugly Sock Contest, presented by SouthernScholar.com. Southern Scholar is a hockey player-owned menswear company whose primary focus is providing you with a better dress sock option through a monthly subscription to their shop. Crafted with their one-of-a-kind signature material blend and designed with classic color palettes and timeless patterns, their socks are built specifically to stay in place throughout your workday and add a subtle, sophisticated twist to your everyday attire. By partnering with the Hockey Podcast Network, Southern Scholar wants to help get you out of your old, boring socks and into a pair of beautifully crafted and stylish dress socks by giving away a free March subscription box to the winner of the THPN Ugly Sock Contest. Post a picture of your ugliest pair of socks to the contest post pinned to our Twitter profile at Broadway Boys Pod by March 31st, and James and I will select one winner to win a free March subscription box courtesy of southernscholar.com. That's all you have to do. So take off your shoes, rummage through that sock drawer of yours, snap a picture of the ugliest, most basic, boring, hole-filled, stinky, Islanders-colored socks you own, and you can finally treat your feet to the style and flair they deserve with a free pair of dress socks courtesy of southernscholar.com. So the, I'm picking the St. Louis Blues. It they would be a lock if they didn't have Gloria as their song or they officially just wrote it off and but I would love 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 to play with um Tarasenko and Jaden Schwartz. The, yeah, that would be awesome. Jaden Schwartz got voted the most underrated player in the league a couple of years ago. Uh, the guy is probably my favorite player in the league. I love it. He gets no credit for anything. And every single season, he's Mr. Consistency. He gets the job done. His stats are always, always solid. He was a first round draft pick, 14th overall to St. Louis in 2010. So he's a career guy uh, in St. Louis. And, you know, I, there's not much to say about him. I mean, 520 games, he's got 146 goals and 218 assists for 364 points. That's pretty damn good. And I bet you a lot of a lot of hockey fans have no idea who he is. No, if you oh, walk, yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Yeah, and it's it's unbelievable. This guy goes under the radar. He's been one of my favorite players, uh, you know, ever. So uh, I'm I'm going St. Louis, and I want to play with my boy Jaden Schwartz. Nice. And he's in his like prime right now. He's only twenty seven years old. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's definitely like you said. He's extremely underrated. Um, I feel like not, he you might, know, he's not a huge guy either. He's only like five ten or whatever. But yeah, he's five ten one ninety. But he's he's a pretty like you know obviously not afraid to like to get mix it up and get in the corners and do hard work. He's a hard worker. Uh, yeah, the biggest thing about him is just that like his awareness is like nuts. Like obviously the, the offensive skill level isn't crazy high, but the thing with him is that like, he is such a productive player just because like, yeah, he's just literally willing to do what he needs to do to have his line work. And it's just not just about like being like a crash and bang guy. It's just that like, he's so good in corners. He's good at coming up with pucks. He's good at keeping cycle going. He, 
good at going to the net. He's just, yeah, he's just like, he's, he's, yeah, a, he's just, he's just, his awareness is, is really, is extremely high. So he's, he's like, honestly, I think he's one of those guys that like, I know we've spoken on this podcast a lot, but like a coach is like Jesper Foss is like a coach's like dream type player. I, like Jane Schwartz is like, is like the full stop, like coach dream player, like tenacious, like always in the right position does like the work you need to do uh read situations perfectly yeah he's just he's an extremely underrated player yeah and you know obviously he was a huge part in their stanley cup run last year uh he just gives them so much depth and so many options and and then you just see him elevate his game even when you know you know st louis this year just you know obviously you know devastated by a couple injuries and Tarasenko was gone pretty much till maybe the second round of the playoffs I heard so uh you know just it's guys like Jaden Schwartz that step up to the to the plate in times of need and uh and he he did that so I mean this year he was off to an like one of his better seasons of his career I think he would definitely blown past his uh previous high in points of 63 i mean he had 57 and 71 games 22 goals 35 assists so uh he he certainly wasn't slowing down like i said he's only 27 years old he's got probably another five years of solid hockey left and he also seems like one of those guys that the older he gets i think the smarter he gets the smarter he plays the game um uh yeah it's not like he relies on a certain one single asset like his speed where you know if he loses that then he loses his effectiveness i just think you know, there's just uh, he's, he, like you said, he's just a he's a gift for any coach. Oh, absolutely. And it's funny because I when watching those Rangers uh, flashback, you know, series, uh, I see like I, I'll say he's more talented, but like, you know, he kind of reminds me of uh, Dominic Moore a little bit. But like, I again, he's definitely more talented than Moore was, but Moore was like great as his like you know his role as the you know like the designated defensive face-off center you know what i mean like yeah absolutely and he has that but yeah obviously he's got a lot more uh offensive uh scoring touch than Moore does but we we know how clutch dominic Moore was for the rangers so he's definitely yeah again he's just like an extremely uh yeah he's just an extremely underrated player and he was a big part like you said he w- doesn't get talked about enough for being one of the key cogs in that uh, cup team for St. Louis uh, last year. All right. So for my final free agent destination, I, I tried to weigh like what was important. So whether that being uh, a place I'd love to live versus like a, a, a franchise that's currently in a good spot in terms of contending. And also if I want to get paid, and when I take all these things into consideration, um, I decided that I would want to play for the Washington Capitals. I would want to be uh, the seventh defenseman who is dressed on the bench but only plays on the power play uh, who feeds the puck to Alex Ovechkin. And that's it. I don't play any, I play no minutes at even strength. I just play, I just play, like I said, uh, power play minutes a la like Sam Gagne. And uh, yeah, and I just feed Ovechkin pucks to his office on the power play, and that's absolutely it. And then I collect my money at the end of the year. Yeah, and I and I get you know I get I and I yeah I I, uh, I end the season with uh yeah I'll end the season with like forty five assists, uh 
maybe one one goal, one goal and forty five assists. You'll you'll get a rebound or like one that squirts out. And yeah, you just oh, slam yeah. It home. Yeah, exactly. Um, or I I like I shoot like a really like a like a it'll it'll dip all over the place and like hit three shin guards and then just go in and beat and beat with the goalie clean. You know, so listen, if it goes in off your ass, it's still your goal. No, so. that's very true. So yeah, that's what I'd want to do. I think that's the uh, the path the. Uh, the path of least resistance and the most honestly for me would be the most likely situ- scenario. So yeah, that's what I'd want to do. I mean, also, you know, playing with OV would be pretty cool. Just watching him just like absolutely just destroy pucks uh, from his office. And like, no matter what, just score at a, like a crazy clip. Yeah. I just don't think he's going to ever stop. He just doesn't look like it's, he's ever going to stop. So I wonder if guys get nervous at like their practices, like there, there were drills that I, we used to do, especially in like college where, you know, there's just certain guys that, you know, they're just going to shoot their absolute fucking hardest and they don't give a shit where the puck ends up and you have yeah. to get in front of the net, screen the goalie. And you're like, Oh my God, this is like, this fucking kid is going to shoot the puck a million miles an hour and he doesn't give a fuck where it goes. and the entire time you're just like all right don't fucking get killed here like do you think like players on the capital i like listen i know ovechkin is good but there's always the off chance because that guy you know he's gonna shoot try to put that puck through the fucking net there's just the off chance that he just gets a hold of one and it's 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 head level yeah do you think guys get nervous well it's funny because um joe pavelski you know who's probably the best player in the league maybe him and Kreider are the two best players in the league at tipping pucks but I know Pavelski, I think Kreider's good because he's just impossible to move. But Pavelski's good because even if he has to move, he can then deflect it. His hand-eye is so, so amazing. Um, but, you know, I, there's a drill that a lot of those guys do where they, they crouch behind the net and just let guys absolutely hammer pucks into the mesh. And they try not to, like, blink to like, yeah. try to desensitize themselves to, like, when pucks to flinch and move out of the way or whatever. Because honestly, you know, if you take your eye off, it's a little bit more dangerous if you're going to, you know. Yeah, no, of course. But, uh, but oh, I absolutely would imagine there's plenty of players. I'm sure there's funny anecdotes about there of, like, Capitals players, like, at practice being like, I please, Ovi, don't take my head off right now. Yeah. And like, he doesn't care. No, he he's doesn't. Like, he doesn't care. He's going to, he's going to, you know, just, he's going to unload no matter what, so. Yeah, and he's not the only one. I mean, there's plenty of guys in the NHL where I'd be a little nervous getting in front of that. Not that I wouldn't, but like in the course of a game, you have the adrenaline going. You just don't give a fuck. Like, but in practice, like you have to get right back in line again. Like, it's just like different. Like, you, there's more time to think about it. You're like, and you know who you're getting paired up with. You're like, oh my god, used to, all this time, all the time used to happen to me. They're like, oh my god, and you're just, and they're like, sometimes they'll even like they'll know that like like the defensemen are all having like a fucking competition and like, you know, like they're all trying to be dickheads, you know, cause you know, throughout mm-hmm. the course of a season, you get bored with some of the drills and they try to make it interesting and fun. So, you know, they're, you know, and then you just hope that, you know, they fucking, you know, just keep it, just keep it fucking, you know, <laughs> knee level, 10 inches off the ice. It's the most opportunistic, you know, shot. you could possibly rebound, take. Yeah. yeah. It's just, but, you know, there's always that chance where, you know, someone's fucking winding up and they're follow through and the fucking they just hit it correctly and it's going fucking head level. Uh, yeah. So I just basically told, you know, the entire world that, you know, I'm basically a bitch when it comes to deflecting pucks, which is not true because I played in front of the net on a power play. So everyone can. Yeah, it couldn't pay, couldn't pay me to do it. Yeah, I, it sucks. I, but I, value it, my, I value my teeth, so. 
Yeah, I mean, luckily, I you know, college hockey, you get to wear a cage. Yeah, yeah, so, cage, yeah. Yeah, but you know, I'm not the biggest guy in the world, but you know, there's a lot of times where you you back up into a player, hopefully, you get a cross checking call, and and uh, you know, I was pretty good at you know deflecting pucks and and uh, causing chaos. But all right, I mean, are there any places that you were thinking that just didn't make your yeah, list? I I was thinking Boston because a you know, they, they're a friend. Uh, if you could play with Bergeron, you would never be in trouble. Or even Pasternak, who's like one of the most gifted goal scorers in the National Hockey League right now. Um, be amazing. But, excuse me. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I also went to, my freshman year, I went to music school. I went to Berkeley in Boston. So I have a soft spot for that area. I love that city. But just something when I was trying to put it in my head, just the thought of wearing, like, even when I'm playing NHL 20 and, like, I do be a pro, if I, like, where they do that thing where you, like, play through the Memorial Cup and then you get drafted, like, if I got drafted by the Bruins, I would just, like, turn the game off and, like, try again. Because I, (laughs) like, it's something about that black and gold and, like, I can't just, I can't. Like, I can't see myself wearing it. Like, it's, I don't know. It's it's funny. It's, It's so weird. It's like, you know, I mean, obviously when you're, it's more if I was an actual player and who got drafted there, I'd be more than happy. But during this exercise, I just could not divorce myself. You know, the only the only thing, the only teams I could not play for during this exercise, A, because I wouldn't want to anyway, but B, like the Devils, no. Uh, Islanders, no. Boston, no. And Islanders, no. Everyone else, you know, whatever, I'd get it. I'd suck it up. But just some, yeah, just the thought of like, it makes my skin crawl, you know, just like uh, I can't. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. For me, Boston. I told you, Boston. I I thought about it. I even put them in my top ten list, and I just couldn't do it. I couldn't pull the trigger on it, even though they have you know arguably the best line in hockey. I just couldn't couldn't possibly do it. Uh, yeah, you're right. Just something about that city, and you know, uh, being from New York, it's it hits a little bit harder. Uh, Boston wins at fucking everything, and it's not even like. I'm their rival. I mean, the closest thing I have, I'm being a Jets fan. But again, it's like, I don't know. Boston is not really the New York Rangers rival. They, you know, have a little bit of original six rivalry, but I always think of Boston, Montreal, you know, and then, you know, the Rangers obviously have, you know, a few teams that are just miles away. So, um, yeah, just something about Boston that I I just don't think I'd ever want to be there in terms of a professional athlete, uh, especially being from New York. So, I don't know. I thought this was fun. I don't know what your thoughts on it were, but uh, um, yeah, you know, it was nice to to get my mind pretend that I had the uh, the ability to to not to more not only leave my apartment but to uh, choose what destination I'd want to travel to. So, which is something that is in short supply right now. So, yeah, it was definitely fun on that front. Uh, and yeah, I think obviously, like we said, it's like it's one thing if you're in it, but just as a fan exercise it's a lot of fun because yeah there's a lot of factors and i think people value different things it's like who do you get some people the allure is like i'm sure there's a lot of players that were like would you want to play with mcdavid they're like absolutely i think the other half of them was like absolutely not i refuse to play in edmonton so i think at the end of the day there's a lot more personal preference than people might think and you know whatever i mean some people don't mind the cold so maybe they would love winnipeg or a minnesota you know but i think other people are like give me you know the give me the 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 sunshine uh, belt states and you know they but and they're like i won't do cold so who knows but 
yeah i think it's uh no i had i had fun making this list it was just uh i think you know just th- more about thinking the guys i'd want to play with made it interesting too because yeah sometimes you're like oh the, the superstars but the other times i like i said i wanted to think about what would work best for me if i was a player going in there cold like you know it doesn't it's one thing i you know to say like oh i'm gonna go join the Bruins and replace Bergeron like Bergeron's better than me even in my fantasy so I'm not you know it's not happening like you know (laughs) so but no it was it but like I said it was a lot of fun and uh yeah it's just it's funny maybe you know gets a start starting to think about how maybe players uh think and approach this type of stuff when when the need arises if they approach free agency yeah but uh I will say this though no matter where I would go I'd always bring my brand new uh, the lawnmower 3.0 from Manscaped. Uh, I got my opportunity to use it. I know you gave it a plug last week. Um, I did. And you know, I I got had an opportunity to use it. It's I I'll I'll admit I brought it into the shower because I wanted to see if it was actually waterproof, and it is. It was a little weird using it in the shower because I'm so used to pretty much any other razor just like you know, crapping out on me you know by bringing it into the water. But it's very much waterproof, which is probably the greatest attribute that it has. Um, you know, I guess this is the third generation lawnmower trimmer that they they had. Uh, glides very nicely on the skin. Uh, I th- uh, was beyond happy with that part, um, you know, because the other ones are always constantly snagging. Uh, this one doesn't really snag. It kind of just, you know, it, it, it gives you a nice, calm, easy buzz. It's not like sharp. You almost feel like you're not even using a, uh, uh, like an electric razor. Cause first off it's so quiet and it's got the nice little light on it and it, it cut right through and like no problem whatsoever. It was, it was unbelievable. Great experience. Highly recommend it. And you know, the hockey pod ne- podcast network has a promo code uh, Andy, tell me, tell tell them how much they get off with the promo code. Uh, was it HP? Uh, it's uh, THPN, as THPN. in the Hockey Podcast yeah. Network. Yeah, you and with that promo code, you get twenty percent off plus free shipping. So for, uh, at manscaped.com. Yeah, so again, that's THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network. Twenty percent off and free shipping. Uh, and right now, you know, we're all, uh, even though we can't leave our homes like you want to feel good about yourself uh you want to look good you know especially if you're not quarantined alone you want uh this is something you do for yourself you could do for maybe uh, that special someone and yeah like uh like james said uh we've both been using the lawnmower 3.0 absolutely amazing uh quiet stroke technology it's quiet waterproof uh beautiful led guide light to help you uh, see those areas you can't uh usually see or get to when you're doing some uh special surgery as it were and uh i mean yeah i just we i'm running out of good things to say about it because it really did take me by surprise how much i i like this thing uh and yeah i've been i you know i in the past it's like in terms of just being like well maybe i'll i'll groom for a special occasion like definitely making it more my part of my routine now just because it's easy like you said general maintenance you can do in the shower uh yeah so thpn promo code uh at checkout at uh manscaped.com for 20 percent off and free shipping and uh yeah you know like like they say if uh if you trim the hedges your tree stands a little bit taller so uh visit manscaped.com for more details very true put it in perspective the website has 368 reviews it's a solid five star product 
Uh, it's by far the best thing that on the market. And I'm a very hairy person. So all you people that think you're hairy, I'm very hairy. Oh, they and, have no idea. Yeah, that you don't even understand what, what <laughs> what's happening. It it exceeded all expectations. So I want to thank uh, Manscaped and thank you for the shirt and the boxers that it comes with. It's just not just it's a little package. It makes you feel you know important and uh, you know. I, I, honestly, I don't know wh- how I lived my life without this product, and I've only had it for a week. Yeah. Well, I guess we have to go back to quarantine life now, but, uh, you know, I'm, I am curious to see, it was funny because when the MSG was airing the, that throwback, uh, when I finally got to sit down and get invested in the game, I kind of felt that twitch again. Like, even though I know what happens and I know how it plays out, like the Rangers score a goal and I feel that little tinge on the back of my neck and I'm like, ah, son, like, yeah, I was happy. And then immediately sad because I realized it was like. I'm getting it's I felt like a junkie trying to get like his fit his Rangers fix. I was like, oh man. It was uh it was it was definitely tough, but yeah, I don't know. Uh apparently the NBA is starting a like they're gonna do uh, like a televised like the players are gonna play horse or something from their homes against one another. Did you see did you see yeah. this? You see anything? Yeah, I did see that. So I was thinking, I'm like, what I wonder if the NHL or NHLers could do something like that. With I assume most of them have home nets and like, you know I know Ovechkin's got a big uh, like a net in his driveway that he just claps on all day when he's bored. So yeah, I'd imagine it'd be funny to see like a a shooting challenge where they're just like oh bar you know whatever, bar down like knock the puck up and then hit it out of the midair or you know knock cans up, whatever. But it'd be interesting because I do think we're gonna start getting into that um, that next wave of not just like interviewing how are you doing to be like uh the the leagues tr- and just honestly the the state channels and uh entertainment providers trying to come up w- generate content while under uh quarantine so yeah it's uh i'm definitely curious to see what type of stuff we have uh coming from the the nhlpa uh, the players and yeah the various teams but yeah, uh, we're definitely more co- more content is always good right now because it's like, uh, yeah, you can only talk about uh, the same thing so much. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah, so I mean, next week I think we're gonna have a very special guest. Uh, I won't announce it yet, just in case uh, time doesn't work out. But I think people will really like it. Um, it'll be pretty interesting, um, and uh, I'm very excited. So, uh, Andy, would you like to sign us off here? Yeah, sure. So, uh, unfortunately, as I mentioned, I lost the Champion of Champions tournament yesterday. And honestly, feel free to use that in your own daily life. If you're looking to break up the monotony of being, uh, you know, uh, stuck indoors. But unfortunately, because I lost, I am obligated to say that it is Sadie season. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. <laughs>